atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, we ended the two hours yesterday, uh, Sam Bushman and Scott Bradley, with a very important uh, reality check. You know, many people are convinced that the coronavirus is just going to get them. And you know what? I realize that it's a dangerous virus, and I realize that it is going to get somebody. <clears throat> Sad to say, but true. But I also get that we've got to have faith over fear. Okay? We've got to turn to God and trust in the author of our liberty, our lives, and we need to basically appeal to him for peace, for stability, for safety. Let's have faith over fear, folks. So second hour, we talked to Scott Bradley all, all hour long. And um, when we talked to Scott Bradley, we mentioned his website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Check out his webinars and a whole lot more great stuff, freedomsrisingsun.com. We also talked about the behavior of individuals, like the rules of society, are del- uh, largely determined by our comfort with risk. Let me give you an example. Americans insist on going over 60 miles per hour on the interstates, right? But yet, you know what? We know it results in a loss of life big time. In fact, it would drop the speed limit to 30 miles per hour. A whole lot less fatalities would occur. And around the world, due to auto death, Did you know that due to traveling in your vehicles of some kind around the world, it's 1.35 million people per year. And all we'd have to do to stop the carnage is to slow down. But no, society won't do it. No, sir. Is the death toll worth your speed, demons, folks? Well, that's the reality check we're making when it comes to the coronavirus as well. We're saying, hey, we can destroy the whole society, destroy everything we know, destroy uh, interactions with one another, destroy the economy, destroy it on the altar of, hey, we've had, you know what? How many people die in America? 50,000. How many people die in the state of Utah? 50. And we're going to, you know, ignore the 1.3 million people on the planet that die literally because of worldwide speed demons on the roads. Wow. We talked about Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lewis or Lucas, I guess this name is. He describes the 10-10-10 rule for reopening on May the 15th in Kansas City, Missouri. I guess the rule calls for strict social distancing and contact tracing. The 10-10-10 rule is out of control, folks. It monitors every business. And businesses must limit the amount of individuals on site, inclusive of employees or customers, to no more than 10% of a building's occupants or 10, whichever is greater, and record the names, the contact details, and the entrance and exit times and dates of all customers. Folks, this is out of control. This is absolutely tyranny in the making. You say, Sam, you're taking it too far. No, I'm not. Governments have no right to track our every movement under the guise of this idea that they're going to save us. How is government going to save us? Does government have any answers, any solutions? 
No, they just have tyrannical mandates from the top down, folks. It's out of control. All right, first hour, we had our guest on Mr. Lowell Nelson campaign for liberty. And we talked to him about the fact that the Democrats, <laughs> they say, I say the swamp monsters, snuck a $15 de facto minimum wage into the CARES Act, and we're all going to pay the price. You say, what are you talking about? Well, in the CARES Act, they literally paid people extra money <clears throat> for their unemployment to where, you know what? If you make less than 15 bucks an hour, you get more for unemployment than you do for your work. Thus, people are not even wanting to go back to work now. They say, hey, you know what? I've discovered it pays to stay home. And then when they get back to work, you got to compete with 15 bucks an hour. So when the economy rebounds, small business has a rude awakening to experience because of this change that no one's talking about there. All right, Utah Business Revival Marketplace. Over a 1,000 people attended. Lowell Nelson was there. He briefed us on the details, said it was a phenomenal time had by all. Highland Meeting, that's uh, last Friday. It's the first Friday of every month in Highland, Utah. They have a Liberty Meeting, if you will, and Thomas Butler was the speaker this time. And he says basically, uh, truth versus lies. COVID-19 planned pandemic is what they're calling it, a pandemic. Amen to that reality check. Truly, the adversary is real, says Tom Butler, and he is working to beguile us, to brainwash us, enslave us. There's a war against free will. There's a war against free speech, against free thought, against freedom to act, against moms and dads and babies and families. And wow. Mm. Against liberty, against Christianity, against life itself, he says. All right. Anyway, great speech from Thomas Butler. As far as I understand, it's out there on Facebook. Look at Lowell's Facebook page to learn more. Knock, knock, we're from the government. We want your blood. Yeah, that was an article created. Great stuff talking about how they want to force us all for the vaccines. Medical tyranny in the cashless society. Brandon Smith wrote the article. Great article, by the way. And Smith cites a paper written by a insider liberal by the name of Gideon uh, Litchfield. And Gideon Litchfield titled, quote, we're not going back to normal which admits, quite brazenly, I might add, how the elites intend to use this crisis to their advantage. Lickfield lays out a programming schedule for the population based on waves of viral infection outbreaks followed by waves of social restriction, followed by waves of relative calm, and then limited economic activity to follow. And through these waves, the idea is understand that there are 7 billion people on the planet and this process of control could literally go on for years because well you got to wait for everyone to overcome the virus don't you know or die from the virus see it'll never end the only way for the public to escape this purgatory according to Litchfield would be to submit to a quote biometric data grid they must volunteer or be forced to participate in 24-7 tracking through their cell phones and through surveillance technology. In order to function in society, an individual must have the, quote, proper digital marker, which tells the authorities that you are free of infection. Yeah, you're clean. The bottom line is, folks, they're using this, whether they created it or not. 
whether it's man-made or not, is all up for debate. But they are turning America into a flat-out tyranny. Bottom line is they're using contact tracing, which means track every one of us via our cell phones and every other technological capability. Uh, And then uh, using this idea that, hey, you've got to determine if someone's safe or not. So everywhere you go now, they're starting to check your temperature. Is that even a great way to know if someone's got the corona or not? There you have it. Two hours in the can. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Archives are at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Raw Honey, delivered directly to your door, is available now. If you want to learn more, get a hold of Kurt, C-U-R-T, at libertyroundtable.com, or you can dial or text. Call or text 801-669-2211 or localhoneyman.com. Speaking of Kurt, he's on the road, but joining us now, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Wow, Michigan's sure in the middle of it all, aren't they, Kurt? Well, that's right. Uh, they've got maybe it's hard to say where the most, uh, you know, uh, controlling and out of control, I guess you could say, governors are. But uh, their uh, governor, Sue, I guess it's, uh, excuse me, their governor, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, in my opinion, is pretty much out of control. And the uh, the House there, uh, the House of Representatives has basically uh um, gone against her and uh, say they won't extend the state of emergency and they're even suing her. So I just thought it was, uh, I guess you could say, refreshing. Um, so. I don't know how to respond uh, to her on this, but I'm glad to see pushback. I think the governor's flat out out of control. I think she's violating the Constitution of the United States of America, not to mention the Constitution of Michigan. But they will not extend the state of emergency. And the House votes to sue the governor, Gretchen Whitmer, instead. What do you think, man? This is interesting when you get houses, you know, state houses to sue governors, right? Right. And it um, it kind of highlights, at least to me, uh, some of the beauties of the way our system of government is set up uh, so that we can at least um, uh, try to avoid uh, dictatorship, uh, kingship, if you will. And this lady's kind of wanting to be, uh, well, she's wanting to be one in the House uh, there. The uh, separate branch of government is uh, going against her. So I'm, I'm grateful. There you have it. All right. I find that interesting about the governor, though. Uh, we'll try to keep an eye on that lawsuit, see how that goes, ladies and gentlemen. Indiana man gets out of control, Kurt. Well, yeah, this is, at least in my opinion, a sad story. Part of this whole, uh, you know, all we do is track the deaths associated to, quote, coronavirus. What about all the other deaths? Um, in this case, uh one kind of connected to stimulus checks and, and uh, people being out of work. People get crazy when they don't have any money and they're out of work, folks. Hang tight.
I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. So this gentleman gets way, way out of control. Indiana man, Kurt. Well, that's right, Sam. The headline reads, Indiana man shoots mail carrier because he was upset over stimulus check. Now, um, I mean, so much of the media wants to cover and tell us that, hey, uh, all you've got is really these deaths associated to uh, coronavirus. Nothing else is going on. And, and uh, you know, all you've got to do now to make America and the world safe is everybody's got to wear a mask and it will be fine. But uh, the KansasCity.com uh, report that uh, some mail carrier, uh, well, they call them a U.S. postal carrier, and uh, by the way, a lady, um, is dead after reportedly being shot by a man on her route following disagreements about withheld mail, including a stimulus check and an aggressive dog. Uh, that's according to multiple media outlets. Uh, the local mail carriers union in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, that is, says that Angela Summers was shot after a person inside a home she delivers mail to had not received their stimulus check, according to WXIN. The guy's name is Tony Cushingberry, 21 years old. He was charged with second-degree murder, assaulting a federal employee, and discharging a firearm during a crime. Uh, according to court documents that are filed, 
Indiana Indianapolis Star said that. But, you know, the bottom line is, Sam, for me, uh, you know, a lot of this we forget to mention and the media doesn't really cover is how much harm is done by, well, literally doing this shutdown and these uh, deaths that will occur, to say nothing of the abortions that, you know, nobody wants to talk about, right? Well, and I would like to know, too, this shooter. I'd like to dig a little bit more into this background. It's horrible that someone, you know, wanted to shoot in the first place over a stimulus check. But sadly, people get desperate when they're threatened, you know, when they don't have food or when they don't have the ability to, to, to make their way in the world or whatever. People get a little bit unhinged. But you wonder about this guy's background. Did he have God? In his background, you know, was he centered in, in God and, and, and following the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ? You know, did he understand that he has a Heavenly Father who loves him? And, you know, did he have a stable family life? Or, you know, was he on psychotropic drugs? You know, the background for these stories, in my opinion, is something that they really need to tell the tale of. Because over time, you build a picture of who's unstable in our society. And your goal isn't to really pick the unstables and focus on them in a negative way. Your goal is to understand, and maybe they need some ministering and some love and some kindness and some, uh, you know, maybe they need to be dealt with as a person, feel a little bit of dignity, a little respect, a little bit of appreciation, a little bit of, you know, that they're, they're wanted in life. And you know what? We don't do that in society. All we do is go, man, a lone man went berserk and killed everybody, went crazy. Over the stimulus check. But what's the real story? Okay, this isn't just a, a shooting statistic deal. Okay, the mail carrier is a real person with a real life and a victim. The man that perpetrated this crime has a life and is a person. Both of them are children of God. And what I'm trying to get at is we need to make this story a little more human and understand a little bit more of the background story, not just the if it leads, it bleeds discussion uh, of the story. And that's kind of why we bring it up. And folks, the reason we tell you this is when you're about, I don't know if you're even out and about these days, <laughs> if you're not out and about, but you do somehow, you know, brush shoulders with folks virtually or physically or whatever. Don't do it physically. You'll get, you know, arrested and tossed in the clink for that these days. But I'm getting at why don't you look around and take a little bit of time and stop and smell the roses and and ask God in your heart and in your mind, hey, how can I minister to someone today? How can I spend a little bit of time, give a little bit of love, show a little bit of patience, give someone a smile, give someone a little hug or, a, you know, touch on the shoulder or a, you know, whatever you can do virtually or whatever else, it, it brightens someone's day and let them know that, you know what, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling blue, there are answers. There are people that care about you and we can make that happen, folks. And we can brighten up everyone's lives around us if we, you know what, consider ourselves servants of the almighty God and minister to those around us as fellow travelers in this thing called life, where our whole goal is to learn and grow and become like our father in heaven and eventually return to him. And on the way, we can give a little love, a little shout out, a little smile, a little something here and there, and it makes a difference in people's lives. And so when I see these stories, I just think, I don't know anything about this Indiana man that shot and I don't know anything about the mail carrier, but I know they're children of God and I know they need a little love in their lives. A little attention, a little focus, a little appreciation, a little bit of, you know what, you matter. And I think we need more of that in our society. You I'm know, Sam, yes, uh, sir. The, uh, it was interesting to me, as you go on down in the story, they talk about the uh, lady having a uh, teenage daughter. The lady, so we're talking about the mail carrier now, right? Yes, that's right. And, uh, you know, 
uh, after she was shot, I guess before she died, she, you know, mentioned the daughter, or at least uh, they thought that she whispered that because she was hyperventilating or whatever. Uh, but it turns out, you know, the uh, the people with that were hoping to receive the mail, the place that where she was shot had what they call an aggressive dog at the residence. And so uh, uh, the lady had written in a Facebook post um, that she, uh, well, um, she said the dog is a nasty devil that I've actually had to spray twice. Um, she wrote that in a post on her Facebook uh, a couple of days before the shooting. She added that mail at the residence, which included two stimulus checks was halted until they signed a letter about keeping their dog away while she was making her deliveries. Um, so, you know, you just, uh, I mean, you got a couple, several issues there. Uh, in the days of old, like when I was growing up, I don't think there would have been a lady having to deal with that, uh, you know, but Today we we say that men and women are all the same, and you know there's a woman going to take care of the police or the bad guys at prison, and, and if we say there's some difference, uh, we get we get in trouble, right, Sam? Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. If we bring this up, though, we're a bunch of chauvinists, right? So that's how we roll these days. You just can't win. But I feel bad for the mail carrier lady. I feel bad for all that happened. It's a sad day in America when these things occur. And, you know, there should have been a little more, you know, uh, appropriate action taken to where, hey, you know what? The, your mail's down at the post office. Why don't you just come down and get it, people? It's available for you. But we're not going to your house with your dog. You know, there's other ways to solve this. And I don't know how it all went down, but it seems a lot simpler than sometimes society makes it. Huntington Beach, California, Kurt. Well, yes, uh, the headline here uh, is nice, at least I think. Uh, the headline reads, Huntington Beach votes to challenge Newsom's order closing uh, Orange County beaches. And uh, I'm sure you're familiar since you're a California boy, uh, this area there, Sam, but, uh, you know, the people are kind of pushing back on these out-of-control governors, and this is another one, uh, Governor Newsom from California, getting a little pushback here. What yeah, one of the things that I think needs to happen, Kurt, is all these bureaucrats that are just insisting on we get locked down. Why don't we just shut off their checks, and pretty soon they won't be for the lockdown, buddy. See, they all got checks while we all starve out here. Okay, I, I'm sure that a lot of the people that want to go to the beach and want to open their businesses and things like that, they all need it to survive, okay? And you know what? The governor just sits there with a, a, a bunch of cash rolling in, or the mayor, or the county commissioner, whoever it is, why don't we say to the government, you know what? You're not going to get a check for a while. Uh, and you know what? You're facing extinction. We're going to abolish this office entirely uh, because they need to feel the pain and understand what's going on to the rest of us, Kurt. That's why there's a disconnect. They just got cash rolling in. They have no idea what it's like for the rest of us. Anyway, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Even in California, they're pushing back. Kurt, the liberal bastion of California is starting to push back, going, wait a minute. You know what? Set aside politics for a second. We have got to work. We have got to have social lives. We have got to be able to go outside and breathe them fresh air for crying out loud. Getting a sore throat, staying inside all day long, all the time, day after day. I got to have some fresh air. I got to have some sunlight. I got to. Wow. 
All right, Donald Trump now is about to make a massive mistake, Kurt. Well, the headline reads, uh, Trump says he could bring back fired ex-National Security Advisor Flynn. Now, I, you say it's a mistake. I, I think it'd be a smart move, number one. Here's the reason, Sam, for me. The guy was the guy he had originally picked. Uh, he thinks, you know, he thought a lot of him, but the... Uh, insider boys wanted to get rid of him and they set him up with the FBI and etc and now uh, there's the truth coming out and I I'm hoping he gets him back alright I just got one question for you is Flynn an insider is he what an insider is he one of the swamp well he's going to be in like Flynn if he gets back in All right, just a little bit of an update on Michael Flynn. He's a Democrat. He served in the Army from 1981 to 19... I'm sorry. Yeah, 1981 to, 19, um, to 2014. 1981 to 2014 in the Army. He was involved in all kinds of wars. Then he went to work for Barack Obama. Then he went to work for, uh, you know, Donald Trump. And uh, this guy's basically been in the... Um, what do they call this? Defense Intelligence Agency. That's like the D, what, EA? Uh, DIA, I guess they call that thing. Defense Intelligence, DIA. You know, I've never heard of that, by the way. But he's involved in all kinds of battles and wars. The following. Operation Urgent Fury, whatever that is. Operation Uphold Democracy, which I disagree with. I don't believe in upholding democracies anywhere. Operation Enduring Freedom. Man, I see less freedom every single day. What about you? Operation Iraqi Freedom. I don't think we ought to be overseas there at all. Uh, anyway, it goes on. He's got all kinds of awards and everything else, but uh, Michael Flynn seems to be a swamp monster to me. And uh, so President Trump wanting to bring back what you got is two swamp monster agencies going against one another. Everybody hates Trump, and so Flynn decided to back Trump as he has Obama and others. And now Trump says he could bring back fired Flynn. Uh, I pray he doesn't do it, but Kurt thinks it's a great idea. And we just uh, tend to differ on that. I don't want to bring swamp monsters back. I think they ought to find somebody good, somebody moral, somebody honest, somebody that's not a swamp monster that understands their oath of office and pop that dude into the post. That's just my opinion uh, as well. All right, Americans are hoarding cash, Kurt, they say. Well, before we get there, I will tell you this. The guy's uh, almost 62 years old. He has one wife. He has two children. Um, I think that uh, the... FBI and uh, their leadership basically, you know, did some pretty rough stuff to him. Um, you know, I, I know it's difficult to know exactly everything about somebody when you read it on Wikipedia or whatever. Uh, but at least I can tell you this, that um, I think that uh, he was targeted um, and specifically, uh, um, I guess you could say, set up. Uh, and you know it's it's been a long time coming because it happened to what in uh, 2016 basically, and here we are in 2020. Uh, but I believe that uh, the good news about it is that maybe the wheels of justice um, are grinding, and that he'll be released, uh, and that his uh, uh, you know as far as I understand, our friend. Uh, from the uh, the writer 
that wrote the uh, book about license to lie. Sidney uh, Powell is his attorney, and uh, I think, um, at least I hope, that some injustice is done, is uh, erased, and that he's released. And by putting him back there, then uh, the president would be going against what I'd call the uh, kingmen that are against him. Yeah, so I hope he gets justice like I do everyone. And I think for Sidney Powell to be his attorney and to have justice done is a wonderful thing. I agree with the fact that he's been set up and all those things. I completely agree. I just don't want him in government. I'd rather have him just go home and do something else. That's all. But I want justice for the guy, too. Very good. Uh, The next story in the headline reads, Americans are hoarding cash. Savings rate hits its highest level since 1981. Why in the world would Americans be hoarding cash, Sam? I mean, everything's hunky-dory with the economy, isn't it? See, but I reject this hoarding cash idea. Okay, this idea to have a prudent savings. Okay, every expert in the financial world tells you to have what? Hold back 10%, 15%, 20% of your savings? In fact, government even mandates that, you know what, 3 to 6% in your 401k or, I mean, okay, they go on and on and on with all the rules. The idea is you got to save money. And now they're saying we're all hoarding cash. The two aren't even consistent or congruent at all. And so this holding cash or hoarding cash idea is completely bogus. Americans are finally able to save now that the got to have, get and spend economy has slowed down a little bit. And when we say savings rate hits its highest level since 1981, were they hoarding cash before 1981 too? Okay, I think savings is prudent. And why? <clears throat> and wise, excuse me. And I don't look at it as hoarding cash. They make it sound like it's a horrible thing that's going on here. I don't think so. And I do think people are kind of a little bit more remembrance like they ought to be about, hey, you know what? My job and my life and my finances aren't always stable and safe. And I better do some things to give me a little bit of breathing room, a little bit of, you know, planning and provident living here. And I think that the headline just betrays all truth on this matter, Kurt. Well, it's a standard headline, though, of, uh, you know, the way that uh, standard media wants to beat it up. If you straighten it around, you could say, hey, uh, Americans are carefully uh, protecting the uh, you know, the the assets that they have and that their savings rate is increased, uh, you know, to record levels. I mean, that would be a a, a positive kind of story, uh, if you ask me. Amen. You could say provident living becomes important to Americans once again. Yeah, that's right. Or, you know, uh, American savings rates up. That's good news for their families and their children. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of positive here. I, but they write it. Who wrote this headline? Well, this is from KITV.com, but I will say this. um, It's by Paul R. LaMonica, CNN Business Americans, Uh Uh, CNN Business. So that's the main reason that you're going to get this kind of headline. It's the CNN Business Uh CNN Connection. Well, I would write a headline that might say something like, we're delighted to see Americans saving again. It's a prudent, provident living solution uh, that we ought to really make sure that coming out of the coronavirus, we hold on to. But that's just me. All right. 
Grocery store cashiers in the news, Kurt. Well, yeah, Sam. Uh, now you've seen, uh, or at least uh, most of us are familiar with these new boxes they put them in, or they, you know, uh, when. Well, here's the headline: Grocery store cashiers work inside plastic tents for safety amid coronavirus. Now, uh, you know, there were years ago, there was some movie about a little kid. They put him in a bubble to protect him. Yeah, that movie was uh, called Bubble Boy. I remember watching it when I was a kid. All right. Anyway, and so uh, lately they put up these uh, barriers in between us that are supposed to keep us all safe. You know, if somebody sneezes, it can't go on to somebody else somehow. Um, and so now you've got... Um, it's almost like a bubble, Sam, uh, but um, a plastic tent for them to work in. I don't know. I guess they'll have a, you know, like a little microphone in there, and then the other person will have a mic. It'll be kind of like you go to the bank at the drive-up, I guess. Uh, Isn't that how it is whenever you go to a government building already, pretty much? Yeah, good point. Got to keep the citizenry away from the well, – just don't want to affect the – Important folks. Yeah. The riffraff shouldn't be allowed to be near the, you know. Anyway, it's very interesting, and I understand the need for precautions, folks, but at, at what point does it make society just a flat-out hostile place, Kurt? It's a great point. You know, any everything is sanitized and wiped down and, you know, squeaky clean and hostile and distancing, and pretty soon, you know, I mean, a lot of people think the world's a hostile place already. Do we really need more and more and more of this, and when will it end? I was talking to some family members about this yesterday. When is this going to end, Kurt? And when Fauci says, hey, we're going to have the coronavirus along with the flu, a double whammy coming up in the fall, and somebody else says, yeah, these, these coronaviruses are like the flu. They just kind of morph, and uh, whatever they do, they take a new life of their own, and they mutate, and they do all these different things, and by golly, we could have SARS 9.0 in 2030, you know, going on, and and you look at that and you go, when is this going to end? And somebody says, well, as soon as people aren't sick, you know, as soon as there's not new cases of death and sicknesses, then we'll, yeah, but Kurt, they say probable is how they add deaths to the birth certificate now. They're just going to probable, probably put lots of deaths on there going forward. Whether they're really deaths or not, nobody will know. They'll just be probable. And, you know, how long will this last? When will this end? And there's no end in sight for this thing, Kurt. Well, that's what it seems like, Sam, and, uh, you know, it, uh, if you'd asked me, uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago, if I thought there was any uh, anything that could basically drop almost the world economy, uh, you know, I I would have not thought about this one. Um, I, I've thought about a number of other ones, you know, but I didn't really think about this, and and it shows you the power of the press, or the panic press, I'd like to call them, and uh, their uh, insider boys and and what they'll go to to uh, bring it down. There are some yeah. solutions, so And this kind of uh, comes... This kind of comes to the presidency discussion, too. I said, do you think Trump's going to win for sure in 2020? And the idea was, hey, yes, uh, they will. Uh, Trump will win a landslide. And I think that's true, except for when they meddle in this and, you know, bring down the economy and launch the sickness on us. And now I don't know if President Trump will win or not, because what will they do next? I have no idea. I just know you can't trust them and they're evil. All right. COVID-19 has made living off the grid irresistible. We'll talk about it.
Hey, Mom, Dad, Mark here. Wow, I love college. Really? I never knew living on my own could be so uh, good for me. Uh. To change your message, press 7. So, here I am at college. It's cool. Well, of course, it's only been a week. To change your message. Hey, it's me. I was just remembering that time I hit my first home run. You know, through the garage window. Thanks for not being mad. No. To change. Hi. Boy, I miss you guys. I miss my room. I miss waking up to warm socks straight from the dryer. Warm socks? Family. Isn't it about time? Hi, it's Mark. Um, love you guys. Uh, I'll call you later. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. All right, the coronavirus or COVID-19 has made living off the grid absolutely irresistible. Are these self-sustaining homes the future, Kurt? That's an interesting question to find out about, huh? Well, yeah, and, uh, you know, more and more, I think uh, folks are kind of realizing, hey, they might want to spread out a little bit. Uh, You know, you see those reports of uh, people leaving New York and the big cities uh, big time. and uh, heading to, uh, I guess you could say, more rural settings. Yeah, spreading uh, out's a great idea. I support it 100%, but with how much land the government owns, it's very hard to spread out, buddy. Great points, yeah. You know, where do you find land? It's very difficult, very, very expensive. Uh, you know, I uh, Kurt's been sending me some land to look at because I've been wanting to look at some land, and, man, it's anywhere from, I don't know, fifty to 50000 to a million bucks, and there's no water. You know, you got to have water. Uh, anyway, it's very, very tough to find places um, that are off the grid that are, you know, year-round accessible. If you're in the mountains or whatever, there's snow and stuff. It's very hard to find something that's actually workable. But I like living off the grid ideas, and I think it is irresistible, and I think more and more Americans are wanting to do it. And I think there's more and more self-sustaining home options out there, aren't there, Kurt? Good point. Yeah, there are. And, uh, you know, and then at least we're aware of a number of different uh, solutions, whether it comes to water or other things, but many of them, uh, uh, they get opposed or uh, beat up by our own uh, beloved government, it seems like. Yeah, and many of them could come to fruition if the government didn't shut it down. Amen to that. I and mean, that's my humble opinion. I think a lot of these technologies are viable. But they're not viable when the government's just going to be in your face and shut you down. 
And not because the technology is not viable, not because the people who make the technologies aren't capable. It's because government just literally runs afoul of what, you know, good people are trying to accomplish. And just um, anyway, we got to back the government, the regulations off. I'll tell you that right now. So innovation in America, the greatest country in the world can happen. I'll tell you that right now. ABC in the news, Kurt. Well, yes, yeah, and this story uh, talks about something called, well, here's what the headline, ABC's Carl, colon, White House Correspondents Association, quote, will fight, end quote, to keep Trump from kicking reporters out of briefing room. Now, this gives you a little bit more of that picture that, you know, you've talked about before, uh, where it seems like, um, you know, you've recommended that the president basically just um, um, align himself or at least uh, agree with and um, reward, maybe is a good word, uh, his friendly reporters. And yet, uh, you know, you've got these things set up where uh, uh, people, for example, like maybe from Breitbart or from One American News Now or from uh, Liberty News Radio or Love and Liberty Radio Network wouldn't even be allowed in uh, because of something called, uh, in this case, the White House Correspondents Association. Um, I've just never heard much about that. I always figured there was one, but I didn't know much about it. Yeah, and this is an example where these clowns want to try to force their way in. I mean, that's what this is about, this ABC's Carl... Uh, who's the White House correspondence at this thing, they're going to fight to keep Trump. So to prevent the president of the United States of America from kicking reporters out of his meeting room. And I just look at this and I go, wait a minute, whose meeting room is it? It's the White House, it's the president's, and he should be able to kick anybody out he wants to, Kurt. But what I would recommend the president do is just smirk at Carl and cancel the whole White House meeting association setup. And you say, we're not playing your game anymore. You clowns are just out of control. You're never honest and fair. And we're not going to just take your abuse. We're just not doing it. So we're not going to have these meetings anymore. So if you want to come in the meeting house and or in the meeting area and just sit there all by yourself, go right ahead. I've got work to do. I've got, I need to spend some time on Liberty Roundtable Live. I need to spend some time. Okay. And just shut these clowns down, President. Please. Please. Donald Trump criticizes. What, Reno, Paul Ryan, and Fox News? That's a cross-section of folks, Kurt. Well, Rhino. Uh, oh, Rhino. Yeah, Rhino, Paul Ryan. Uh, I thought we were going to add Janet <laughs> Reno to the mix, you know? Yeah, good point. Um, and so when they say Rhino, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some of us, are you, you're familiar, that stands for Republican in name only. And I'm always trying to figure out exactly what does that mean. Does it mean like a Lowell Nelson or does it mean like a, uh, well, uh, Mitch McConnell? Uh, it depends on the eyes of the beholder, Kurt. Yeah, good point. Um, and, um, you know, in this case, uh, Paul Ryan, actually, I, I think most people don't know about it, but he's basically on the board, if not one of the big uh, controllers of Fox News. So he goes from... Uh, like like your your congressman Sam went from being um, a congressman to being on Fox News. Well, this one went from being the Speaker of the House to on the board of Fox News. So um, 
you know, when you say that the media and the uh, insider boys aren't connected, hmm, there's sure a lot of evidence that shows that they are. I yeah, think. and when we complain that the media and the Democrats are inseparable, this just proves the media and the Republicans are just as inseparable, Kurt. Well, uh, the insider Republicans, and there's so few of the, I guess you call them the Freedom Coalition or whatever it is, that uh, seem to maybe be a part of, uh, well, the guys who actually want freedom. There's there's a small amount of those, it seems like. Yes, there are, and they sadly don't control the Republican Party, neither. I appreciate their stance and their commitments to the platform and their desire to bring the party back to its roots. I support the general point. But I just look at it and I go, you know what? Trump's the chief Democrat. Paul Ryan was a chief Democrat in many ways. And what you got is the two chief Democrat or Republicans. I'm sorry. The two chief Republicans battling out right now. Right. And if I had to pick a, 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 a Donald Trump or a Paul Ryan, I'd pick Trump hands down every day. I'd pick the president of the United States over Paul Ryan in a heartbeat. Because I believe he's a whole lot more aligned with my my kind of thinking. President Trump is far from perfect, but he's a whole lot more along the lines of my thinking than an insider like a Paul Ryan. And it's scary when everybody believes, you know, Fox News is your media to trust. No wonder you can't trust that it's tied to Paul Ryan, of all people, who literally fought Trump tooth and nail on some of the most important things President Trump was trying to accomplish, pro-life being chief among them, Kurt. Fox News. I guess they're severing ties with some people, Kurt. Well, that's right, Sam. Uh, Are you familiar with this um, duo called Diamond and Silk? Yeah, what are they, two black ladies? Yeah. That Uh, love Donald Trump. Well, they're... At least to me, they provide some entertainment. They're kind of funny in that. Yeah, but they love Trump, though. They're Trump supporters, right? Well, and that's their, well, the evil that they've committed. Yeah, they're not allowed to do that. Right. It's kind of like Ben Carson and uh, so many others. I personally think they have every right to think for themselves, but that's just me. Yeah, like uh, our buddy Kanye West and others. you know, there's there's some holes in that. Um, I guess they used to call it the blue line when they talk about the uh, um, the police. In this case, it'd be the black line, right? There's some little breaking in those little spots where they're supposed to be uh, supporting only the Democrats, I guess. Yeah, their big crime is the lack of solidarity. So Diamond and Silk like President Trump, and I guess there was a big old to-do, and now Fox News is going to sever ties with Diamond and Silk, right? That's the way I understand it, Sam. And why? Well, uh, you know, uh, as far as I can tell, that goes to that story before where you have the uh, uh, the on-the-board guy, Paul Ryan, the... uh, Rhino or the Republican in name only guy that was really the Speaker of the House the first two years of the president's uh, um, term. And yet uh, all of us wondered, well, how come, you know, not much got done? If you've got, um, you know, even though you had the, quote, Republicans in charge of the House and the Senate and the presidency, um, as you say, if you got a kingman or an insider that's, whether it's uh, McConnell or Ryan, you know, so many of them are, they're just. 
Well, they're insiders. Amen. Well, I hope somebody gives Diamond and Silk a great talk show, and pretty soon Diamond and Silk can be on the radio, and so can the President of the United States, and pretty soon radio conservative talk can take over and tell the tale of liberty and circumvent all these clowns. That's what I pray for. All right, Donald Trump Jr. in the news, Kurt. Well, you know, and he's talking about, you know, the thing you're talking about, Sam. The headline reads, Donald Trump Jr. on father scaling back coronavirus press briefings. He says you can't win with the establishment media. Um, and see, I think he's spot on right. You, can't, you just might will not even engage with those people because you'll never win. It doesn't matter what good you do, Kurt. You could solve the world's problems and then just hate your guts. Right. Good point. They're just uh, not honest and true at all. But, but you've also given the solutions um, that you might want to highlight just one more time. Uh, well, I think the president ought to do his own talk show, and he ought to take callers from the public and circumvent the gatekeeping thugs and let the American people talk directly to the president of the United States, whom they've duly elected. Never forget that. Okay, no matter what you think of President Trump, he was elected. And if there's vote fraud, then why are the Democrats denying the vote fraud? See, they, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. I think the president got elected, and I think there were some problems with the elections, but I think he was elected fair and square. As fair and square as our modern system will allow, that's for sure. And I think the American people should be able to talk to their president. After all, he works for them, and he's given up his salary uh, because he's an honest man doing the best he can, saying, hey, you know, I got a lot of defense of President Trump in this, and he's basically said, I'm going to do the best I can for the country. Look, this rich guy doesn't need to be president. Okay, President Trump could just sail off into the sunset and not even blink an eye, folks. So you got to give him a little bit of credit because he doesn't have a motive like some of these other bureaucrats and politicians and gatekeeping media thugs. And uh, he might get it wrong because he's surrounded by the wrong people sometimes. I get that. I get it wrong sometimes. I'm sure Kurt will be glad to tell you about that. But I, we all do the best we can. And I support President Trump. And I think that Donald Trump Jr. is absolutely right. You just can't win with these clowns. So dismiss them and go straight to the people, please, President, and we'll support you 100%. By the way, Chris Matthews stepped in it. Yeah, great point. Uh, you know, he's uh, uh, right along with the long line of the uh, different uh, guys. The headline reads, Chris Matthews admits to inappropriate workplace behavior at MSNBC. Seems like an, a mess over in MSNBC, huh, Well, I got a little idea for Chris Matthews. If you've got inappropriate workplace behavior, why don't you just go home and get some help for your problems? Yeah, do you know a that, lot more social distancing. This is a, uh, amen to that. This is the guy that had tickles up and down his leg and all this weird garbage, right? That's all right, let's finish up on Chuck Schumer, Kurt. Well... Headline reads, Chuck Schumer to demand provision preventing Trump's signature on stimulus checks. What a waste of time topic, Kurt. Yeah, but they don't want to give the president any, any, uh, you know, good thing. They want to take everything away from him. Of course they do. That's their tyrannical agenda. But we got to stand tall, ladies and gentlemen. I implore the president. I invite. I exhort. I encourage the president of the United States to take his message straight to the people via Twitter, via radio. Take calls and interact directly with the public. I'm telling you right now, that will turn the tide for you in the election like you wouldn't believe, my friend. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Kurt.